Okay, hey, and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. This is episode 23. Heck yeah. It is November 20th. The gang is back, all three of us, Neil and Justin. The original Gold Horns video crew. <laughs> That's right. One of the most popular videos on the channel. I still don't understand how or why, but... Um, this podcast is going to be a little bit different than normal, because uh, we're all back together and we're all giddy and this will just be fine. We'll talk hockey, we'll talk other stuff. Yeah, and we're using different mics, uh, lapel mics, instead of uh, yeah. our good mics, normal good mics. Neil's visiting from PEI, so he didn't bring all of his equipment, so we're using some of mine, some of his, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Hmm. And once we're done the podcast, we have... Uh, Celebratory cookies here. Uh, compliments adjusted. Compliments adjusted. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But we're supporting some different teams here. You got it on an Edmonton jersey. Yep, I got an Oilers jersey. I yeah. figured I changed it up from always, you know, sporting Penguins gear. So <laughs> happy to support the Oilers. You got your Penguins hat on. Yeah, I got my Penguins I hat on. I got my favorite jersey on. And since I'm staying in your house for a couple of days, I thought, you know what? Let's show some respect to the Bruins fan. Yeah. Wear my Bruins hat. I don't, I don't even have a Bruins hat that I like, what? so I appreciate that. you got to get one. I have an mm. old black one that I don't really care for, so. Well, I bet you Lids is going to have a pretty good Black Friday sale coming up. Maybe. So. They have know. some nice hats in stock right now. Yeah. I was in there about maybe three, four days ago. Oh, we're going Very to the mall nice. soon then. Very nice. Probably stuff. going tomorrow. Executive decision. We're Executive going. decision? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was the producer. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were the producer. I'm the, I'm the wishful producer. Okay, <laughs> so where do you guys want to start? Uh, can we just talk about Houston right away? Yeah, Because I, it. I think it's the most inter- interesting topic mm-hmm. to me. It is. And I got Jason to print off this list of the divisions, even though I know them off the top of my head. I wanted to discuss... It's easier to look at it's, stuff. It's, I want to discuss relocation and what the divisions mm-hmm. would look like if such and such happened. Yep. So basically, I believe the story is that uh, the owner of the Houston Rockets, mm-hmm. who o- also owns the arena, yep. wants to have that arena be used basically every He wants night more or, venues yeah, in the arena because mm-hmm. he owns the arena now. And you get 45 home games, which would be 41 regular and four preseason, I believe. Yeah. So he says, you know, 20,000, 19, 17, whatever. I don't know what the population is. I apologize. For that. Say, let's just say it's 17, 18,000 people times 44. Mm. That's revenue. Right? And r- right now, that time is available in the arena. So yep. why not? And I think it's kind of proven that Dallas or Texas has a hockey market. I think that's fair to say by now. Would you oh, totally. Say? Yeah. Yep. The Dallas stores, stars are, are, that arena is packed all yep. the time. And uh, there used to be a WHA team in Houston called mm-hmm. Houston Arrows, yeah. and then there was an AHL team called the Houston Arrows a couple of years ago, um, and it's one of the most populated cities in America. So mm-hmm. this guy is like, you know, we got the population, uh, we're a sports city, we've got the the state of the art arena. Why not? Let's 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 get it done. Mm-hmm. And so the NHL met with him. I forget his name. I heard you pronounce it in, in, in your video. Yeah, and when I made I'm actually my video totally it, forgetting it uh, off the top of my head. But yeah, I, it's like Fatala or something. Yeah, like it's close to yeah. that. Any, any who's. Uh, yeah, the NHL met with him and he asked all the questions like, mm-hmm. what's, what's the process like? Mm-hmm. What's, what are my guarantees? What are my, what's the stipulations? Uh, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's so many questions that, and legality stuff that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... We don't know what they talked about. We don't know how that meeting nope. ended. We can only mm-hmm. speculate, and that's what we're here to do. Yep. So hypothetically, that goes well. Houston is either looking at expansion or are taking on a relocation team. Mm-hmm. So let's discuss relocation first. We have teams like Arizona, Calgary, mm-hmm. potentially, mm-hmm. Um, Carolina, Florida Panthers. Of these four teams, what, what do you think is most... Or who do you think is most likely to go to Houston? Arizona. You think and so still? And that's because, to me, it was a doomed franchise from the time it started. Yeah. Um, hockey just hasn't been able to flourish in Arizona to Gary Bettman's dream. 
the guy's been obsessed with having hockey there for whatever reason. They go in the negative every single year. So from a business perspective, I don't understand why you would have a franchise in a place where you're going to lose money. Mm. It makes no sense to me. We were looking at the charts, the uh, the graphs of the progression graphs of the, the oh, teams yeah. in each division. Yeah. And the Tampa Bay just kind of goes up, and the Arizona is just straight. It's not even on the chart. Basically, on the graph, they were saying Arizona is is as bad as Tampa is good. Yeah. Which is yeah, that's you know, not crazy. If you know how well Tampa's yeah. playing this year, yeah. Arizona's not. But it's it's pretty crazy. But I mean, they have that arena situation. Mm-hmm. They they do. The lease runs up, I believe, at the end of this year. They're not a it? profitable team. They're yeah. not a successful team, and they have an arena situation. Mm-hmm. And they're not in a location that is hockey related. I mean, it's it's Arizona for freak's sakes. There's, it's never snowed there. And <laughs> Sorry, Arizona the fans. We love no you. Offense. We know there's a few of you. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many better hockey markets. Mm-hmm. And I really think with Houston already having three professional sports teams that the population in Houston and the surrounding areas support 100%, why can't there be a fourth? It's the sixth largest city in North America. Mm-hmm. So. I, th- I think it has a lot to do with success, too. Mm-hmm. If Arizona was a successful team, I mean, mm-hmm. look at Tampa. Mm-hmm. Tampa's fan base is huge. Yep. Look at uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. San Jose, Anaheim. Those fan bases are huge. It's, yep. It has it's completely to do with success. Because Pittsburgh, your favorite team in the early 90s, was on the brink, brink of bankruptcy. Mm. And then they mm-hmm. just won two Stanley Cups, and then they started to get Lemieux. Yeah, then... if a guy named Sidney Crosby wasn't drafted in 05, I don't think the Pittsburgh Penguins would exist anymore. Yeah. It's, in all honesty. It's it's kind of crazy to think about, really. That's how close they were to you know going into bankruptcy, relocating. They were that close. And the fan, like Chicago fan base was abysmal mm. for so long. Yeah. And they got yeah. good and... Yeah. It's it's this always in the NHL yep. team. So can, That's true. The, the thing is, can Arizona survive that? Uh, but if they had success, I, it could be a could be a good market. It's I think there's fans there. They just don't have a reason to go watch the games right now mm-hmm. because they. No offense, Coyotes fans, but your team sucks. <laughs> and the location's apparently not great. Yeah, and it's hard to get to the arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. same argument that Ottawa's making yeah. right now. So right. Carolina, let's move on to Carolina. Yep. We have a team that was. In the process of being bought by new owners, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. and then there was some legal issues there, and now the sale's not going through or something. I can't remember the whole story, mm-hmm. but that's a team that has absolutely terrible um, attendance numbers. Mm-hmm. I think the second home game of the season, mm-hmm. I had less than ten thousand or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think that they that that would be a team that would move? It's actually surprising. I mean, Carolina just over ten years ago won the Stanley Cup. And they have a lot of great young players in their organization right now. And to me, they're an exciting team to watch. I watch Carolina time and time again, and I always enjoy watching their games. And I really don't understand the attendance issue that, that's, for Carolina. That's, that's a good point. It's crazy to think yeah. about. They won the Stanley Cup like 11 years ago. Yeah. It's and not that now long they're on the brink of, well, I wouldn't say on the brink. They're mm-hmm. in the conversations. I mean, we're mm-hmm. having a conversation right now of them potentially moving. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that a team can go from winning the cup to being relo- yep. relocated in 11 yep. years. Because the fan base was wild in 2006. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I personally don't want to see Carolina no. move. I, I like I, the franchise. I like the franchise. I like, uh, yeah. I like the city. I like the, the team. I like the colors. I like the name. I like the logo. Um, and I like That's Scott, a lot of like. And I like Scott Darling. So. <laughs> Not Scott that he Darling. would go away if they moved. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think uh, of the four teams, Carolina is probably less likely than Arizona. Right. What about Florida? Florida, uh, see, there's another one where I think a relocation could be 
in order, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Uh, very similar to Arizona. I don't know if you could do anything to really up the attendance. Mm. Uh, I mean, come on, they had the superstar known as Yarmir Yager <laughs> very recently. And did that really put a lot more butts in the seats? I don't know. I and I mean, they have some really great young talent, just like the Carolina Hurricanes as well. They're, they were at the point a couple of years ago where they were giving away tickets to yeah, people. It's, it's not like, good. It's, and uh, when you, like, when Boston goes down and play, you mm -hmm. see a ton of Boston fans yeah. in the stands. Yeah. Same with Montreal, a ton of Montreal fans. Every other team in the league, yeah. people go to Florida to vacation. Yes. And yeah. while they're there, they're going to take in their favorite teams yeah. playing the and local the tickets team. are cheap. So and the tickets are cheap. If you're on vacation, why not? You're yeah. in the area, tickets are cheap, go for it. Mm. And that, that might be the situation that Las Vegas is in in 10 years. Mm. Very when, possible. If they're not successful, people mm -hmm. just go there. The, the, the arena is just filled with fans from other teams, which... If it's still making, you know, if they're still filling the seats, then I guess that's a market there. That's a, a plan that could work financially, but mm -hmm. yeah. it's it's not fun being a Las Vegas fan at the Las Vegas arena and being out cheered by the. I remember team. last year. Remember Tampa was putting restrictions on ticket sales yeah. for people coming in because they didn't want yeah. Habs didn't, fans buying the tickets. They uh, didn't want. Yep. They wanted their own. You had to have like a Florida State license plate or something to be able to buy tickets mm -hmm. or whatever. Eugene Melnick implemented that for yeah. Ottawa yeah. too a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's and, just And now look where he is. Yeah. He's yeah. closing off 1,500 seats in the Canadian Tire Center and they're still not filling out. Like when we we were going to go to a game on Saturday, which would have been yesterday, yesterday yeah. and when we were picking our, or when we went to sell our tickets, I sent Neil a picture of all the front row bowl seats that weren't bought yet. This was less than 24 hours between the game, and there was probably, I don't know. Oh, there was over 100. There was hundreds of them just yeah. everywhere. It was just like, whoa. And then when it was on TV, it looked a little better, so obviously they sold. But Yeah, I mean, the prices are... Jeez. I mean, it's a Canadian market, so you can't expect the prices to be too cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was a surprising amount of available seats. It, it might have had something to do with Arizona, maybe. <laughs> That's true, but, and it was an afternoon And it was game, a winter so. storm, but... Winter Storm afternoon Still. game as a kind of a, yeah. Oh, I hate afternoon games. Strange thing. Um, what other team did I talk Calgary. about? Calgary. Oh, yeah. Calgary. This is probably the most interesting. See, one. I was listening to some hockey pundits talk, and they were saying that this Houston situation gives Calgary leverage to leave the, the team itself. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if it does. Can you imagine if Gary Bettman let a team like Calgary leave and then let Arizona mm. stay? I mean, he's been, he's been fighting for that. Hey, Gary. <laughs> been fighting for that team. For 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah. why would you let one of your greatest markets lose their team just because you're having a squabble with the mayor and the city over over money? Calgary is such a historic franchise mm -hmm. in the past 30 years. I mean, they won, what, a Stanley Cup in 89. 89, yeah. Uh, they've been to the finals in 04, mm -hmm. I think. Yep, 04 uh, last time. Yep. And, I mean, it's been a fairly competitive team for mm -hmm. the past, yep. for all those years. To see the team leave that city and especially a Canadian city is I can't I can't even fathom no. it. You just got Winnipeg back and now yeah. you want to move Calgary? Get real. See, the only thing that makes me agree a little bit with that statement is not the fact that Houston opened up, it's the fact that Tim Laiwiki's in Seattle as well and he wants a team. Yeah. So we have two locations on the West Coast basically. Mm -hmm. Or I guess Texas is not quite West Coast, but it's over there. There's only gonna be one more expansion team. So one of those places is probably gonna get an expansion team. Mm-hmm. And the question begins, is the other place going to get a trade, basically? Yeah. And who is that trade? And I, I can't see it being Calgary when you have teams like Florida and Arizona. Oh, there's, like that's the thing. I, there would be an uproar, I would think. If you're a Calgary fan, living in Calgary, and your team moves because, well, you're going to blame the city, probably, mm. regardless of... Like, I would, I would blame the but, city because... But can you blame the city? Like, if you, you were, if, if you were a Calgary person, would you want your tax money going into keeping that team there? Yep. Like, let's say it was 
I don't know, an archery team. <laughs> I, I, I completely understand Because that not point. everyone in Calgary archery. is a hockey fan. But it's a... Lots of them are, but... I mean... This is a multi-billionaire billionaire five-person ownership group in Calgary. Is. They don't need the money. They just don't want to spend their own money. I think I don't. I think they would. I don't know. They would be. They would be. They would be murdered. They would be murdered by people because they, it would be a <laughs> massive story. A massive story. I don't think it would ever happen. I no. can't see it. It would be sad. Especially I really can't with see it. Who Calgary has in their lineup now? Oh like yeah. With the Johnny Goudreau yeah, Johnny on Hockey. hand. Yeah. Um, that would be sad to see that franchise move because to me the Calgary Flames are right where they need to be in order to get deep into the Western Conference. And they're not just removing a team, they're removing a storyline. Yeah. The Battle of Alberta. Yeah. The Edmonton and Calgary sad. Sad. Uh, rivalry is huge. It's mm. one of the biggest rivalries in hockey right now. Yeah. And to to remove that is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I would be I would be livid and I'm not even a Calgary fan. I would mm. be furious. I would be. And I see that I blame that guy, Gary Bettman behind me. <laughs> yeah. Uh Calgary, Calgary is always jealous of what Edmonton has and wants the same thing. And when they don't get what they want, they fight like a little kid saying, well, well Edmonton got it. Well, you got it before the markets crashed in 2008. And you got this and you got that. And it's, the city doesn't want it. They just had their election. The guy that said he didn't want to pay for the rink got in again. Right. Not as much as they thought he was going to in, but he still got in. So, I don't know. If you, if you ask me that, the majority of the city is saying that, no, we want to find out a, better, a different way to do it. Mm. I... I didn't like the deal that the city put forth to the team originally. It's 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 kind of funny. It's it was misleading. It was totally misleading because yeah. the, the team would have had to pay back more than the actual cost of the arena or whatever it was yeah. over the lifetime of thirty years. It, basically, the city was going to make millions mm-hmm. uh, additional money. So it's 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 crazy. Things like that take time. You know, new arena deals don't just pop up in 24 hours. No, no, it, it does take time. And the same thing happened in Edmonton. There was negotiations oh, and threats yes. of leaving and stuff. Yeah. So uh, I'm, although I'm frustrated at the situation, I'm confident that Calgary will stay in Calgary. Yes. Yeah, they're too lucrative of a franchise. So hypothetically, let's just look at the standings here, or the divisions. If Houston gets a team, they would be in the Central Division. Hmm. So that gives the Central Division one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Um... And then the Pacific has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There'd be eight. eight so there'd be eight and eight, which is it'd great. Be, it'd be even. It'd be perfect. Now, there's still an issue of Seattle. Because if Seattle gets a team, they're going to be in the Pacific Division. That gives the Pacific Division nine. And so we have nine, mm-hmm. nine. So the eight, question then eight, becomes eight. this is kind of going a little bit off topic. Does this turn into a bidding war between Seattle and Houston? I think Houston has everything going for them because they have the arena that was I built. I think they're in, way ahead yeah, of the yeah, game. Totally. The arena was built in 2003. It, they already know that they can seat over 17,500 hockey fans for a game. They've already done the math. They've mm. done the homework. They have a guy with more money than yeah. a lot of us, for sure, yeah. uh, that can support the franchise. You know, the $500 million buy-in fee, that's nothing for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA team he bought, $2.2 billion. Yeah, the Rockets. That was in September. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... We're only a couple of months since then, and he's already looking at bringing in an NHL team. How much money does this guy have? Yeah. He's serious. Like, come on. He, yeah. He's going to be a sports fanatic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So we have, we have eight, 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 and nine. But if it was a relocation team, mm. say it was Florida. Yes. Atlantic would go down to seven, mm. and we'd have the Pacific with nine. So what? how do we fix... Someone's coming out. Someone's like, or they're or they're gonna redo. 
It's tough. The whole thing. Yeah. It's really tough right now. You'd have to like, realign. The thing is, I really want to see one more franchise so that it's an even number 32. Mm-hmm. The NHL yep. needs that. I think it's fair to say we're going to get that. Yeah. And Houston would be, the, I mean, Houston would fix all of the mm-hmm. all of the issues here in front of me. But, yeah, I, I hope Seattle gets a team, too. I think that would be a great rivalry with the California teams and uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And plus, they're used to be a Seattle team. Houston, Seattle, Dallas. That yeah. could be a great rivalry, that would be, too. That would be awesome. Because what are they, maybe 250, 300 miles apart? Yeah, yeah they're, just they're, guessing. Not, they're not too, too far. I, I mean, mean, in baseball, you have the Astros and you have the Texans. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's massive rivalry. And Dallas is kind of in the middle of Texas, I yeah. think, and Houston's on the coast-ish. Uh, but that'd be huge. That would be that would be great for hockey, I think. I think so. And Would you say if Houston got a team, the chances of Seattle getting a team drop dramatically, kind of like Quebec? Yeah, I think so. I would, too. Yeah, I don't think the yeah. NHL would want to go over 32 teams. No, I really don't. Not. I think that's the threshold, 32, and that's the cutoff. Mm-hmm. I don't think supporting more than 32 would be in their best interest. So if Florida went from Florida to Seattle, Pacific had nine, Quebec got a team, this went back to eight. So eight, 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 and nine. Who from the Pacific Division could relocate? Calgary. Oh, Arizona. So, okay. It wouldn't be, I don't <laughs> think there'll be two expansions now. So it would always be 888, and if one moved, yeah. it would be 7 and 9. So you'd always have a hole where one opened up. So Arizona would move to Seattle. Which would, yeah, which would give 7 here, and then you'd have to move someone back or move. move and Florida like would move to Quebec, potentially. Yeah, I think there's only going to be one expansion team. Definitely. That's going to be between yeah. Quebec, Seattle, and Houston, and I see Houston being the front yeah. runner. Mm. For whatever reason, they don't want to have a team in Quebec, but I think that's all due to the Canadian dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because it's Quebec. And... <laughs> It's <laughs> that was a frustrating place. But it'd be nice be. to see that Quebec-Montreal rivalry again. That'd be great. That's and just even, my inner child, I guess. Yeah, totally. Love I'd, to see that again. I'd, I'd be down. I'd be yeah. down for that. And even watching Quebec play Colorado. Because mm, be technically fun. Colorado's the old Yeah, Quebec the old Nordiques, so. yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, it's interesting. Kind of the same with the way with that, uh, when Winnipeg plays Arizona, <laughs> which is the original Winnipeg team. Right. Uh, it's always kind of in the back of your mind there. Yeah, um, for sure. So that was a good discussion on this topic. Speaking about Winnipeg, though, wow, Winnipeg's on a roll. Love those and Jets. And no one's really talking about them. No, it's kind of sad. And to me, they're the, well, I almost want to say they're the best team in Canada. But, you know, there's those Toronto Maple Leafs mm, that are... Just one in six games in a row. Yeah. yeah, they're doing really well. But the Jets are doing really well also. The, the Jets are quietly doing really well. Quietly, and yeah. I, we make predictions all the time, mm-hmm. and all the time we're wrong. One prediction I think we all made was that Steve Mason would not do well in Winnipeg, and he went in and did not do well in mm. Winnipeg. So it, I'm happy that uh, we at least got one prediction well, right. he could have been worse. He could have played like Niemi. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Niemi. Yeah, Niemi let in a goal last night. Poor guy. <laughs> we put him in the net after... Uh, yeah. He still has the white helmet from yeah. playing for three different teams yeah. this year. Man, that guy He's got, moved had to put different color tape on his pads oh, and stuff. I feel bad for him, but I do. Uh, He's kind of like a scapegoat almost for yeah. teams that are having poor goaltending. He's currently. a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Yeah, but I mean, he's not twenty five anymore either. You know, mm. same with Cam Ward. Yeah, Cam Ward's still. Yeah, Cam okay, Ward but... is still an amazing goalie. Mm. But he's transitioned to the backup this year mm. because. But Scott when he's Darling. come in, he's done really well. Yeah. He's been pretty consistent yeah. in his career. He's had some injury issues and mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, what else do we want to talk about? 
Well, the other thing I wanted to touch on was what was discussed at the GN right. just the other day. Right. Yeah. And how the discussion is, if there's a penalty yeah. in overtime, they want to take it from two minutes to one minute because I, of how short I made a comment to you about this yesterday, and I said, that's ridiculous. I like a, it. A one minute. One minute is too, mm. too small. But the, the advantage too, isn't there. If there's, if there's going to be a blatant play that could result in a goal, why would you not interfere with the guy to take a one-minute penalty? You win the draw, you, you get it back, and you dump it down or whatever, penalty's over. Yeah, but two minutes, overtime's only five minutes. Mm -hmm. Two, like, that's 40%. That's, that two that's the cost you get. That, that helps prevent a shootout, and that's, that's thumbs up in my book. I'm actually surprised this hasn't been brought up before, because if it's only a five-minute period, you know, I'd be all for it, to be honest. A one-minute penalty. Really? I, I, th but, I would, too, yeah. See, I'm okay I, with I, that. Like, I like the two because it just... That's a bigger chance that it's gonna end. I think it's. I just think it's too, too much of a percentage for the entire period length. Mm. Like that's almost half of the overtime. But it's only a minute. I, I know it's, the point is that you're getting penalized, but, uh, it's to to me like three on three hockey is way more exciting oh. than four on three hockey. It is yeah. so, so exciting. Keep more three on three. We played three on three NHL. Yeah, and we suck. Man, we suck <laughs> big time. And with the way they're calling penalties now. I mean, the chances of a penalty being called in overtime are insanely high. Mm -hmm. Like, if a stick is anywhere near another yeah. player's hands, it's called immediately. If there's any kind of whacking motion whatsoever for a slash, it's called immediately now. Uh, I, to me, the penalty calls are getting a little outrageous. Totally. And that, that's just face-off stuff, too. Ah, it's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, it's so frustrating. So I think this would be a very interesting discussion, going down to a one-minute minor penalty in overtime. I'd at least like to see them test it in preseason. Or yeah. Or NHL or yeah. something. And something else that came up, too, the puck over the glass for delay a game. In the, in, in the regular like periods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. During regulation, taking that down to a one-minute penalty as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea in a way, but I could see... Like, they brought in that penalty because people were putting the puck over right, the glass on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. And when the people do it now, it's never on purpose. Yeah. It's always accidental. Yep. And it's so frustrating because you're like, oh, yeah. this is such, such a stupid penalty. Yep. Uh, if they brought it down to one minute, I think I'd be okay with it. Mm -hmm. But I would be worried that that would sneak back in if people well, were doing it on purpose. in the playoffs the other year, when Pittsburgh were playing Washington, three penalties in mm. a row for the penguins for their delay a game puck over the glass <laughs> because washington had them pinned in they were just trying you know to relieve the pressure yeah over the glass three times in a row it's i mean i don't know it, it's one of those situations but yeah they had players that were deliberately shooting the puck over the glass because there was no penalty mm -hmm. and oh we're pinning the zone shoot over the glass i strictly recall a game where a player reached down, picked it up with his glove, and threw it over the glass. <laughs> I remember to relieve pressure. someone doing that, but not out of the not over the glass. Just threw it up center yeah. ice. I can't remember who it was, but it was a while ago, and it was they called it a penalty. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was. Oh, for, yeah, Coles and hand on the puck. I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was something like that. But he just he, he blocked the shot. He was like, oh, here it is. Yeah. He just threw <laughs> it up ice. <laughs> what are you doing? That's great. But um, yeah, uh, I think it would be an interesting discussion because um, you can't rule for intent. You can't interpret intent. No, it can't be subjective. Right. No. So you either have a two-minute blanket or a one-minute blanket, whether yeah. it's on purpose or yeah. not. Would you rather have the one-minute penalty when people are purposely dumping it mm. over the ice, or would you rather have it purpose and accidental is two minutes? It's tough. Hmm. So I mean, if, if people are being honest and they're trying not to do right. that, then I'm, I'm, I'm definitely okay with the one minute. The question is, like you said, mm -hmm. if they yeah. start, if they're back on their end and they say, okay, I'm just going to flip it up one minute that's not really a big deal mm. it could be subjective i mm -hmm. guess but it would make the refs look worse 
You can't. No. You can't have intent in a rule. Yeah, no, you can't. I'm all for it for overtime, but for regulation. But there's so much mm. not black and white in rules already, like that face-off rule. Sometimes yeah. they call it, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they call it. I think all rules are don't. like that. It's just oh like God, if you if you played a game the way the rules were meant to be played, mm. there'd be whistles all the time. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you always have the room for human error as well. I mean, mm -hmm. look at the coach's challenge they brought in. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. well, obviously, the ref will call it a goal as the play happens, but then upon review, they overturn it because, oh, wait, now I see it you know, from a different angle, slow motion. Okay, yes, there mm -hmm. really was goalie interference. So you take the goal away. I don't know how you guys feel, but I really like the changes that they made to the coach's challenge where you get a penalty mm. if you challenge an offside and it's yeah. not offside or something like that. I don't remember what it is, but you get a penalty, you get penalized. Mm -hmm. I like that. How do you guys feel about that? I love it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. People, Give them a two minute for delay game. It's basically been turned into another timeout, mm. right? Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I got to use this now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't win. Okay, no big deal. I just wasted two minutes of time talking exactly. to my boys, right? Yeah. Which is basically what it turned into. Yeah. Yeah. The problem was the other year, the coaches' challenges were just outrageous. Too many. They were getting out of control. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there was a Pittsburgh. Colorado game or something that was they waited, they waited uh, like 12 minutes for some review to happen yeah there was one that was just pathetic you know the players were yelling across the ice like any updates because <laughs> it was forever in a day but it was just out of control so they had to do something to try to limit the amount of coaches challenges and already this year I noticed a big difference there's not as many challenges what was the stat that we heard last night about shorthanded goals 64 shorthanded goals mm. already this year. They said there yeah. was 20 more goals this year than last year. Yeah, shorthanded goals. Is they, that over the whole period last year or just up yeah, to this point They last didn't year? clarify. Yeah, I think it was Jim Houston on the CBC. Yeah. It was on the Hockey Night Canada feed, yeah. maybe. He was basically yeah. said that that's the 64th shorthanded goal this year, mm -hmm. 20 more than last year. Yeah. Is that total last year or mm. up to this point last year? I'm not sure. So, but 64 shorthanded goals. Yeah. So that far, seems we're only like a month in this season. That's yeah. a lot. What's going on? Yeah, that's crazy. 25% through the season. Goal scoring in, in total is up. Yeah. It's yeah. way up. Yeah, de de teams defensively have not been as good as, as you, they usually are. <laughs> I, I said no, that really. to you yesterday. I was like, what's the reason for it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't what, know. What's changed? It's such a faster game than it was even five years ago. There's so many... Yeah. So much Teams are so much younger now. Do you like the no um, timeout after an icing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I that's, love it. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I like that. That should, should have been implemented 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. NHL so slow to test stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing there. Yeah, they're very slow for change. Very slow. Yeah. You know, they don't like change no. unless it's going to mean more of this. Yeah. yeah. Then they're yeah. all for it. Oh, yeah, we'll put that in right away. It's going to mean more money for us? Yeah, we'll do it. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's a shorthanded goal even in the, the Penguins game last night. They scored a shorthanded goal against Chicago. And, you know, for them to score a shorthanded goal, you know what's up. Yeah, that was a terrible back check by the defenseman there in Chicago. I didn't know who it was. It wasn't really back check, but I think was it Kunakal or someone? I sadly can't even remember. Yeah, it was. Uh, we watched the highlights before yeah. you came over. Mm -hmm. Did you see the Boston San Jose highlights? No, I, that's one of the two or three games I did not watch the highlights. Okay, from. so San Jose got a goal called back on them, and it was goaltender interference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pushed him into the net, and then Boston went down. <laughs> And scored scored a goal. It was, it was, it was clearly goaltender interference. It was questionable. It was questionable. <laughs> it was no, you no. It's it was totally goaltender yeah. interference, and they counted it a goal. No, uh, they didn't even talk about it. Now I need like, to see what's this. What's going on? It, this is clearly goaltender interference. He's riled goal, up. Boys. He's riled up. And, <laughs> it was a good goal, boys. And then they didn't show it in the highlights, but apparently San Jose had two other goals called back on them after that. Ooh. We had someone in our Discord mention that. Shout out Discord. If you're not on our Luke. Discord, you should be on our Discord. So, yeah, Luke yeah. on Discord messaged Neil, I think, or was it just in the chat? But anyway, he was talking about all these goals being called back. We only seen one of them mm. on the highlights, and 
the one on the highlights was definitely clearly goal yeah, it was. interference. The return goal by Boston that we seen on the highlights was probably also goaltender totally. interference. Totally. I mean, the guy just he barreled, the barreled right into the goalie. There was a guy right on him. I didn't see if he pushed him or anything because you couldn't tell in the highlights. But I mean, he clearly knocked him out. Like, I'm calling shenanigans on that one. <laughs> but speaking of San Jose, I want to mention this, and I showed you the clip. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. The uh, the Comcast Sports Network that does the San Jose games. <laughs> yeah. San Jose was playing Luongo, and basically, they yes. did you see this highlight? Yep. He had the Luongo had the the puck trapped in the little triangle part of his pad, so it was mm. clearly stopped. But it wasn't covered by his glove. And the guy on the Florida team takes his stick and shoves the whole leg yeah. into the net, and they called it a goal on the ice. And then they reviewed it, and the announcers were saying, "Well, he didn't have it covered. He has a right to play yeah. that puck. You don't have a right to push the goaltender into the net." Yeah, you can't yeah. take and then they were blown away when the call got overturned. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, like if you are the source for teaching people in California how to play hockey, you guys need a lesson in what's Goaltender yeah, interference was not like, yep. like I, that just blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. As soon as he came over, I had to show it to him. Which is like you got to see this. Like Luongo was furious, <laughs> yeah, and, was. and for good reason. I just yep. like wow. And the the reaction was funny because the the ref announced the the goal over the speaker mm -hmm. or the, the no goal of the speaker, and there was just silence. And then wow, <laughs> the <guy's> just, wow. <laughs> yeah, because if the puck is visible, yeah, you can play it. Play the puck, play the puck. not and the that, goalie. And that's what I mentioned to him. You didn't yeah. play the puck. You shoved his leg right into yeah. the. He but turned I mean, him all around. It's like it's like last year, a couple years ago, we've seen the guy drag Carey Price right out of the net. Okay, and, the goal, and then the goal went in. That's one of my favorite clips ever because he's going one way as the play's going the next, and you just see him going. It's as if he's trying to stop himself, and he's just being dragged further and further away from the crease. Like, it's if you awesome. look at the camera angle from in the net, you can't yeah. even see Carey Price. Yeah, he's He's gone. over in the corner yeah. of the frame. And how is that a goal? But the best part about that is I was at your house when we were watching that yeah. game. Yeah. And I said, that's going to be counted a good goal. And I was totally joking <laughs> with you. And then they called it a goal and we were both just blown away. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. It's so inconsistent. That's what's frustrating being a fan. But like, if there's ever a compilation video, like if TSN or Sportsnet ever do one of those top 10, like, worst calls for goaltender interference, oh, that's going to be up there. I'd yeah. say top five for sure. Maybe top three. Maybe yeah, number one. It could be number one. It's so bad. It could be number it one in my book. so bad. And they went to Toronto and reviewed it. It was oh, the worst It was part. a long process. Yeah. So I don't know if they're saying, like, he yeah, had part of his skate out of the paint or what, but either way, you cannot drag a goalie by his feet, have him being pulled away yeah. from the puck facing <laughs> it, and then they knock the puck in and say, there's a goal right it's there. It's yeah. as if gravity changed. And Price just went, kind of yeah. went away, just <laughs> fell. It was amazing, uh, uh, but frustrating. Well, speaking of Price, maybe we could touch on Montreal. Oh, uh, yeah. And their current I struggles. I guess we should, <laughs> unfortunately. It's... Okay, so we went through Price. Before we start this, I want you to tell me what place in the division Montreal is in right now. Probably second last. You have it right here. Third last. Uh, yeah, third last. So third last. They are... Uh, Barely below the Boston Bruins. <laughs> they're wow Detroit hopped Ottawa yeah. or yeah I didn't know that yeah. but I mean they Montreal's not doing well but they're only six points back of third in the division mm -hmm. which is su surprising that's how this league is now basically yeah. but okay so you had Price great goalie yep injured Montoya a career backup I would say pretty decent injured concussion yes. yep then you had Charlie Lindgren come in um play well had Vukali backing him up. Two mm -hmm. minor league goals. Kind of in the situation that, that Las Vegas is in. Yes. He sent Vukali back down. Then he got Niemi. A goaltender who has an, a goals against average this year of 6.47. Yep. Just think about that. 6.47 goals against. It's insane. So now you have Niemi, mm -hmm. who maybe shouldn't even be in the NHL anymore. And Lindgren, who's a minor league goalie, yep. being asked to do what Price does. Mm -hmm. 
and price is just kind of in the background trying to get better which is fine and stuff but we've been here before mm -hmm. two years ago the same thing happened he got injured oh i'm just gonna be on for a couple of games mm -hmm. oh it's gonna be another week another mm -hmm. two weeks six months later carrie price has to have surgery or whatever right so i don't i don't understand i don't i hate the communication from the montreal organization like it all coaches do it now it's just like I don't know what's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard. Okay. Of course you know what's wrong with them. You mm -hmm. have a, a medical staff that's paid by the team to tell you what's wrong with mm -hmm. him. Yes, mm -hmm. you're probably being told not to tell the media. Don't come out and tell us, I don't know what's wrong with him. That's the stupidest thing going right now. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard yet. Like, Austin Matthews got her. Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard from the doctors yet. Yes, you heard. Yes, you yeah. heard right away. As soon as you got back in that room when that game ended, you yeah. knew exactly what was wrong he with him. He was straight there. Like, what's yeah. wrong with him? So just say, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, that's a team matter. We're keeping that confidential. Yeah, don't lie. What's the point of lying? We know you're lying. That's like, right. Stop it. It's frustrating. And Tim and Sid had a great session on this. I think it was maybe a week and a half ago, and they said um, Bergevin. Well, Bergevin came out and publicly said that mm -hmm. he didn't know that Price was injured until the next day mm. because it would happen during the warm up for the Minnesota game or whatever, and Bergevin right. didn't know. Is that on Bergevin or is that on Price for not telling? That team. should be on the medical staff. It should be on any, the medical staff. If anybody. But what if Price didn't tell the medical staff until the next day? Because Price said he didn't, he didn't feel it like crazy. He didn't, he didn't feel it during the game, but obviously he did. He led in six goals. And he, did, he didn't really feel it until the next day. And that's when he basically told people. I think if you have a player that's probably your most important player, and a player that has a history of stuff, and you have a medical staff, and if you... I think they should be paid to be looking at him during the game and saying, hey, something's off on this guy tonight. And they should be going over him. So you think it's on the, the onus is on the medical staff? I think it's, without being in there and knowing, I would say it's somewhere between there and somewhere between him, if that's the deal. Because, I mean, he's a star. He's got pride. He wants to play. He wants to battle through it. Mm -hmm. But I think, most honestly, I think most of the blame goes on Price because of the injury issues. Why it, is he putting It just depends. If, if he kept that to himself, then obviously it's it's him because they don't know. Yeah. But if the medical staff know, or if he said, yeah, I kind of have a sore area here and we'll see how it goes, mm. I, I think the medical staff has a responsibility to report pretty much everything. Mm. Yeah, I... Like, we're I not in there, so we don't know. We don't know if Carey Price... If, if, obviously, if he kept it to himself, it's his fault. I Yeah, I think the blame goes both ways, for sure. Because mm -hmm. how did Bergevin not know for... If he someone six goals, go talk to your goalie. Are you feeling okay tonight? Like, yeah, what's going there on? must be some sort of protocol or procedure, especially when you have an all-star goalie like Carey Price, where the medical staff will probably want to meet with him very frequently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My guess would be after every game, well, how are you feeling today? You know, you made quite a few spectacular saves like you always do. You know, everything feeling okay, a little soreness, that sort yeah. of thing. Or you let in six goals, yeah. you feeling okay? Yeah. You, you can go both okay? ways. I mean, like, this isn't... I apologize. This isn't soccer or basketball where you stub your toe and cry. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, hockey players have pride. Like, mm. Rich Peverly basically died on the bench and yeah. wanted, wanted to go back out and yeah. his next shift. They revived him and he wanted to go so, play. I mean, yeah. if it's if it's Price's fault and he didn't report it, I'm not upset over that because that's just a hockey player. But if someone in the staff knew mm -hmm. and they didn't report it, then I would say that that is an issue because the GM needs to know what's going yeah, on. Either totally. that or the GM did know and he just lied and said, I didn't know. Mm. Do you also think that it could be a little deeper than an injury? There's a lot of places talking about that perhaps the relationship is tarnishing between Carey Price and Montreal Canadiens. 
I completely agree with that. Do you think? Yep. Well, look at the eye contact. Remember that time where he came off the bench where he got pulled and he just looked yeah. over the or bench and just walked Tarion. in? Like, yeah. It's kind of looking like Patrick Wall all over again. Yeah. You know, there's shades of it. There really is. And to me, I really think, and I, I talked about this in the past, that could it be possible that you could see the Montreal Canadiens trade Carey Price before the deadline? I think it's a year ago, impossible. Right now, possible. With the situation they're in. Now, he, his contract would start next year at $10.5 mm-hmm. million. Dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, a lot of money. And with the way the Montreal Canadiens are looking right now, does Carey Price want to be a part of that over the next few years? And this totally comes he's down to Price because he's got a no-movement clause on his right. current contract and his next contract. Mm-hmm. So if he wants out, he has to make the decision. To me, I don't know if it's full a full-on injury because remember he started skating and he was skating for a few days and then all of a sudden, oh, oh, there's a setback and yeah. now Price isn't skating anymore. Yeah. And it's so weird because it's when Carey Price has an injury, it becomes the most top secret thing in the hockey universe. Yeah. Anyone else gets an injury, we hear things about it. We mm-hmm. hear about progression. We know what the injury is, yeah. timelines, everything. Carey Price gets injured, he drops off the planet, he's gone. Do we, still, we, do we know even know what his injury do we still just know that it's a lower body injury? Yep. That's, that's all what, we know. That's all we know. That's all we know. That's that's unacceptable. I just don't understand it. And to me, there's more going on than what we know because it's just so hush-hush all the mm. time. And it's hard to read Price, too, because he's a very unemotional he's so type em- of guy. He's so emotionalist. Yeah, like, I could probably count on my hand. Emotionalist. I could probably count on my hand how many times I've actually seen that man smile. Yeah, it's he. I say I saw him smile when he used to do the handshake. Even when with he gets Subban. angry, he doesn't look angry. Hmm. It's just the same look at all time. You know, it's business twenty four seven. I'm here Price. to do what I'm here to do. Yeah, exactly. So we saw like, okay, so price aside, hmm. the price issue aside, the goaltending hmm. issue aside, what's wrong with Montreal? Well, one Radulov being gone, he gave them that extra depth up front that they're desperately missing. Mm-hmm. And Radulov had a physical side of his game as well. Yeah. And to me, if you look at last year, Radulov was their best player. He was. And what did they do? They let him go for nothing. Absolutely nothing. If they had no intention of having Radulov remain a part of the Montreal Canadiens, yep. why didn't they deal him at the deadline? Get something out of it. Yeah, totally. It's honestly it's... stupid, and that was a terrible move by Bergevin. Your mind should be made up with a player of that magnitude, and you should get something in return. So over the past awful. couple of years... Same with Markov. They got nothing out of that. And at yeah. the deadline, Markov did have some upside to him. There would have been teams, I believe, that would have taken on Markov in order to make a playoff run. Because he was really healthy last year. He played all he was. two games. And Montreal must have already had their mindset that we're going to move away from Andre Markov. And to me, he was one of their better defensemen. And they got nothing out of it, again. What Two was, great players. What was the biggest thing we said was going to be the problem in our in year-end videos going into next season with Montreal? Scoring. Mm-hmm. They are tied for second last in the conference for goals. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise so me. So that is the problem. Like We were right about that. They just... They still have that cap space, do they not? Oh, yeah. They've got... Mm-hmm. Well, they had to sign the Emmy and they had to do a few other moves. I think they were sitting around six and a half or seven mm-hmm. million. So they still have wiggle room. That's yeah. something else that blew my mind, the Emmy thing. Do they have absolutely no confidence in Fukali at all? Oh, but it wasn't confidence. They said they you know. came out and said that they didn't want Fukali sitting on the bench not playing. They wanted mm. him to keep on developing in the AHL. Give him a shot. So Don't bring in the Emmy. I, I'm sorry. I, no, I agree. Totally. You Put Fukali in there. He's proven himself, in he, my opinion. He's, you know, he's had big games. He's, he's, been, he's world an international juniors. gold medalist. Yeah. Like, get her done. Get him I in I just there. don't understand why they didn't decide to just bring him up and actually give him some games. Yeah. Split it 50-50 between him and Lindgren. I think yeah. he's, 20, he's 22. Lindgren's 23 or the other way around. They're the same age. I'd be frustrated. Yeah, just give him a chance. Why not? 
I mean, they did this, they did it with Malcolm Subban in Boston a couple of games. It didn't go very well, but mm. at least they gave him a chance. They got him in some games. Yeah, because if I were him, my confidence would be rattled a little bit. Like, oh, wow, they had no confidence in me. They went out and got Niemi. Why didn't they give me a shot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, totally. That would make me ready to play. But so that's just me. Fans were basically going for Mark Bergevin's head at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Because and he came out with a press conference saying yeah. everything's going to be okay, basically. Mm. Yeah, because if, we have Drew I know. If they finish the season right where they are right now on this piece of paper, yep. is he in trouble? Absolutely. He won't make it. No. He won't make it to the end of the year if they no. don't get it any better. I agree. If they if they fall down the standings, he is toast. Because look what he did. Subban gone. Weber came in. Okay, Weber's a good defensive mm-hmm. defenseman. He's even a good offensive defenseman. Um, but it's P.K. Subban. He's, he's, he's money. A, he's a fan guy. He's money. He is money. He was, you know, superstar in Montreal. They loved him. He yeah. was the fan favorite next to Carey Price. And wow, did people take that hard. And then you he have Sergachev, who you shipped out. Right. And 10 years from now, who's mm-hmm. going to be the best defenseman in the league? Rominsky, Schultz, maybe Sergachev? Like, mm. okay. Drew, maybe. Drew Rank comes in. Yeah. Clearly the most offensively gifted guy in Montreal right now. He's a magician with the puck. He's not doing as much as he probably should do, yeah. but he's still playing well in compared to everyone else. And mm. it's Sergachev is just killing it in Tampa yeah. Bay, and that could be his surrounding cast too. Well, yeah, that's why I said Drouet had you know so much success because of his previous surrounding cast. Mm-hmm. Look at his previous surrounding cast and look at the depth of Montreal. I mean, there is no depth. In he Montreal. has no support. I'm in sorry, there's there's no support. And I said in previous videos for post to post that. Uh, Pacioretty is not captain material. He's not a leader. He's not anything. So there, sorry, I'm changing. I'm changing something. No, I was, I was but, literally just going to bring that you up. You know, like last night with what he did with that hit on Kadri. Um, and then left the ice. Yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. Uh, you know, he's not the most vocal guy. Like how often do you see him on the bench, you know, talking to the boys, trying to get them, you know, motivated, that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't really see it from him. And same with the interviews too, post-game stuff. I just don't see the leadership qualities mm-hmm. out of Pacioretty. He reminds me exactly of how Phil Kessel was with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. They put him in a role that he wasn't conditioned for and he wasn't, you know, didn't have it in his genetics to be a figurehead, a leader, had the spotlight on him. It was a total disaster for him in Toronto, even though production-wise his numbers were really good. They Mm. were. But the leadership, that wasn't Phil Kessel. They're doing that with Pacioretty. If he was just put in the lineup, maybe even on the second line, Mm -hmm. and just focus, okay, Pacioretty, Score goals. Mm. Don't worry about leadership. Don't worry about anything else. I think he would excel more than he is now. Phil Kessel with Pittsburgh Penguins, Mm -hmm. he's doing very well because absolutely no media focus. Let Sidney Crosby worry about that. Gallagher's my guy. Gallagher's amazing. He would be the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. He's already an assistant. I'm going to float a trade at you. I'm going to float a captain-to-captain trade at you. Max Pacioretty for Ryan McDonough. Mm. Rangers. Montreal needs... A, a Rangers would be insane to do it, in my opinion. Rangers need a little bit of help up front, nah, but I, they losing McDonough on the back end would would not be good for the Rangers. No. Uh, but Pacioretty is, I believe, from New York State, so I think he played hockey in in New York. In, mm. I think he played college hockey in New York. Yeah, I'm not mistaken, but I just don't see the drive from every single game. He's the know? most inconsistent player. There, in the there's one game where. It just seems like Pacioretty wants the puck all night. But then the next game, it's you know, it's hit or miss with him. He's a terrible back checker. <sighs> mm-hmm. you know, there's no defense of upside to his game at all. No. It, really if you ever watch, like I know I've not ever watched as much of all Canadians games, but next time you get a chance to watch Canadians game, 
just for mm. five minutes, watch Pacioretty take a shift and watch the end of Pacioretty's shift. He will skate back to the bench right. at negative two miles an hour. <laughs> like he, negative two. He's trying to get back to the bench and he skates away from the bench. Right. That's how slow he is. It's pathetic. He's yeah. not setting a good example as a No, captain. he's not. It's you gotta so frustrating. Yeah. There's a lot of things wrong with Montreal. Uh, all of it really comes back to Ver Bergevin. If you look at all of the changes he's made in that organization from the time he came in to present day, I give it like a week. If Montreal doesn't start winning some hockey games and showing signs of life, uh, it's not going to last for Bergevin. I said this on our Discord. Shout out to Discord. Shout if you're not signed up for Discord, you need to join our Discord. Do it now. We're talking hockey all the time on there. Uh, it's free. It's in the description. Get her done. There we go. Um, I said on Discord the other day. Now I don't even remember what I was going to talk about. Discord yeah, you, you plug Discord. What we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about Bergevin. 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 Yeah. Bergevin not last another week. If Does Montreal that have to do continues. with the Arizona, the Arizona game where people were saying, I feel bad to be... Um, no. Because Arizona beat Montreal and everyone was just like, wow, I'd hate to be a Canadiens fan right now. Oh, no, okay. I said this on Discord and, and I didn't really get heat for it, but I think people were just surprised. I want the Montreal Canadiens to do bad. Mm -hmm. That's a weird thing for a Montreal Canadian fan to say. But No, it's not. It forces change. It will force change. If it's Bergevin, if it's sending trading Pacioretty... Right now, there's, nothing's going good. So yeah. something needs to change, and there's you need to force change. And not winning games will force change. So I want I actually want Montreal to do poorly for the next two or three weeks. That sounds weird the to say. The NHL rewards mediocrity. Yeah. They do. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. They were crap for so many years. <laughs> they stockpiled first overall picks. Look at Chicago. They built a Stanley Cup winning team with those first overall picks, second overall picks. And Where so was on. Latang drafted? Pardon? Where was Latang drafted in the was it first round? In what year? Oh, I'm gonna say seven, two thousand seven, because two thousand six they drafted Jordan Stahl second overall. Flurry, Crosby, yeah. Malkin. Flurry was Stahl, 03. Latang. Malkin was 04. Crosby was 05. Jordan Stahl was 06. There's your core for the two thousand nine Cup yeah. Championship, and it was all through mediocrity because they sucked for so many years. Like they sucked. Same with Chicago. It was Kane, oh, Taze, Keith, Seabrook. It, Look at L.A., how they built their team. Jonathan Quick, Drew Doughty. I mean, you know, the same can be said for a lot of teams. You suck to get good. <laughs> well, like the, unless you're Edmonton. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Oh! <laughs> you know, how many first overall picks have they had? Mm -hmm. Toronto, Matthews, yep. Marner, Nylander, Matthew, uh, Toronto finally did it the right way. Instead of, you know, the Brian Burke mentality of now, 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 and dealing away all their young prospects, all their draft picks for the now, they finally stuck with their mediocrity, drafted the talent, and look where they are now. Yeah. I was having a heated, I don't know, I'd say heated conversation. Andrew Pillock, a Maple Leafs fan, he was giving me some some, uh, some jabs yesterday during the game or after the game. And I just said to him, I don't even, I can't even get triggered by Maple Leafs fans anymore because I honestly just feel, feel bad for you guys. And I'm happy that yeah. Toronto is doing good. Generally, I'm happy mm. for Toronto and Toronto fans. As a Canadiens fan, that's weird to say. It's been a long time coming for I, Toronto they, fans. The fans, honestly, they deserve it. Oh. Because. For sticking with them? <laughs> is there Dang. a team that has not won the Stanley Cup in that amount of time? Are they the longest yeah, team to go? Yeah, the longest, yeah. Toronto. Because it was 69, and then Buffalo and St. Well, Louis came in in 76 or something Yeah, because, like I mean, Chicago was up there, too, until they started winning Stanley Cup. Same with Detroit, I think, for, yeah. for the 90s there. Yeah, because Detroit's last cup was a weight, so... Yeah. Well, 97 and 90. But before, oh, you mean before the back -to 97. 
Yeah, before oh. that, I think it was like 40 years or something back then. Uh, yeah, it was a while. For Detroit, yeah, before they won those cups. It was Boston, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Boston won in 2011. It was It was a while before 40 that. years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it happens in baseball, too. You saw the Red Sox yep. do it. And yep. so th- 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 their time will come. Toronto's Toronto on their way. Come. Same with Buffalo. Same with St. Louis. I would love to see a St. Louis-Buffalo mm. finals. It's not going to happen in the next 10 wow, years. Wow, that's out there. But <laughs> think about it. Buffalo. Going into the finals with two teams that have mm-hmm. never won Stanley Cup and who have been in the league for 40 years or more, 50 years, I guess, at this point, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I, I, Unless you were the network owner. I'm trying to think of the last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last Stanley Cup matchup where the two teams in the final never had okay, won a Stanley Cup going. Let's in. go back through. Oh my God! Like, so has that ever? The last two years, no. And then the last Chicago, bunch of years, no. And then L.A. And then because yeah, L.A. was up against the Rangers. And, and then who did Tampa won. play when they won theirs? Calgary. Calgary yeah. in '04. Mm-hmm. And Calgary had won the Cup in '89. Anaheim played Detroit. I think. Jeez, it's well, always who did Carolina the play? same mixture. Uh, Edmonton. Edmonton. Oh, they won five cups. We're gonna pick this up over our head. Colorado played. I don't think I'd ever pull this one. Detroit. Off my head. No way. Dallas played Buffalo. That's probably it. Ninety-nine. If someone is listening mm. to this right now knows, they're amazing. Yeah, the that's, a, that's an intense stat to know off the yeah. top of your head. Your yeah, head. That, that yeah. It's one thing to look it up and then post it in the comments after, but if you actually knew it when you were yeah. listening to this. Like that's right a, away. That's amazing. That, that could be it, though. I think 99. it is 99 Dallas, Dallas and Buffalo. And Buffalo. Really? That could be yeah. It. Because I was thinking New Jersey yeah. in the early 2000s, but they won in, ni- in the 90s, so it wasn't yep. And Buffalo should have won that cup, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, I, I agree. Really name, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. That could be. Can't confirm or deny. Who won I, don't, in, I don't know. Who won in 03? Colorado? New Jersey? Yeah, I believe it was Colorado Jersey. won in 02. 02. Do you think Detroit won in 01? Mm. Colorado won in... Could be. I don't know. You're going too far back for me. I think, yeah, I think 99 is the best, the best year. For <laughs> yeah, me. I think that could be right. it. It very well could be. Who won in? Okay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> let's stop now. Yeah, let's stop now. <laughs> While we're, we're looking, we're <laughs> wrong about everything. You guys are idiots. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm just well, hey, something else we could touch on is the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton and Oilers. And their struggles are. You know, since I'm wearing an Oilers jersey, you might as well. They're <sighs> such a strange well. team, because. You have McDavid, who's obviously mm-hmm. McJesus. He's the man. He's the best hockey player in the world right now. He has a bit of supporting cast. In my opinion. But not the supporting cast in, that you see in other few superstars situations. Right. Like Patrick Kane has so much supporting cast. Yeah, Chicago McDavid has, has... Who's McDavid's best supporting player? Maroon. I was thinking the same name. Yeah. And Patrick Maroon is a good player. He is... Like Maroon's down here and McDavid's <laughs> way up here. Yeah. Usually, like look at Ben and say, yeah, yeah. kind of like this. Like you. the only reason Maroon has worth is because he plays with McDavid. Yeah. And to me, if McDavid's not putting up three, four points a night, Edmonton has no chance. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of McDavid, they're nothing. Sorry, Edmonton, but that's the way I look at it. If McDavid goes out with a long-term injury, say he broke his collarbone again, what happens to the Edmonton Oilers? It's true. Same, same with uh, Montreal Price. You know. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other. I want to throw this at Justin. I threw this at you yesterday. Yeah. Um, there was a conversation on Discord again. Not to bring that up again. But Heck yeah, we need to sign up for Discord. Uh, people were saying. It heavy. People were talking about teams that are too dependent on their main guys to mm. for that team. So I threw the question back out to them. I said, if you took the top three players off each team, who would have the best team? Right. Pittsburgh. 
See, yeah, that's what I brought up was Pittsburgh. I said they, and a few people did too. They said they still have Gensel. They still have, like who would you consider the top three? Would you have Latang in there? Or would you have? Uh, no, I wouldn't put Latang in there because you know he's injured more than he's not. Mm -hmm. I'd put Crosby. Malkin and Murray, or you could have an argument for Kessel as well no, because see, he's doing people, phenomenal. See, the people year. in the Discord were saying Kessel would be one of the guys left yeah. over, so you still have Kessel, Gensel, blah blah blah. Yeah. And Sherry. And a lot of people are saying Sherry. New York Rangers would still have a decent team because they don't really have. Yeah, like they're kind like of they were saying Tampa would have nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you took Stamkos and Kucherov, <laughs> just those two, because yeah. right <laughs> now they are lighting it yeah. up. There's, they need more secondary scoring in Tampa. I mean, Chris Kunitz is giving yeah. that a little bit. Man, I miss Kunitz. And Dallas, too. If you took away Ben Sagan and Rajalov, that's a pretty... That's a big, big that, loss. That's a big uh, loss for Dallas. If you go to Chicago, Crawford, Kane, Taves, or would you throw Keith in there? Mm -hmm. I, I think See, I'd again, Chicago Keith. would be one of those teams that could probably still excel mm -hmm. missing three guys because, to me, they're the deepest team still in the West. Yeah. Chicago. San Jose, you'd remove Burns, yep. Pavelski, Thornton. Maybe yeah, or yeah that sounds I, that sounds good to me. I I throw Jones in there too. Who would you move from Colorado? Dush, uh, not Duche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, Landis Gog. Yeah. And who? Uh, hmm. It could Bottom actually off? be. Yeah, that'd be a little bit of a toss up. Um, and to be honest, the same would be for Edmonton. Mm -hmm. You know, could you even really pick three? Obviously, your first choice is going to be McDavid. I'd say Talbot, McDavid, and. But, you know, that's why I mean I Edmonton desperately needs more depth. They're trying to achieve that with Camilleri coming in. I love Camilleri. Yeah. Uh, he has more offensive upside than Jokinen ever had. Yep. Um, I think it was a huge win for Edmonton. Okay, what about Arizona? Ekman Larson. <laughs> just, just him. Just yeah. Larson. Yeah, that guy must be getting frustrated in Arizona. They have prime years right now being wasted away. Uh, Ekman Larson. Was he still got two years, I believe, left? Something deal. like that. Yeah, Mike Smith played there for so many years, wasted a lot yeah. of years in Arizona. Career, I really feel for them. I'd but love yeah, to see them do well. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see them make the playoffs. I like to see all teams do well. It's yeah. just unfortunate that you know some teams have to do bad. But the thing is, with bad comes good. Are supposed to come good. Yeah, we've yeah, seen that. Well, over look years. at Florida. They were mm -hmm. so bad, and then they yeah. started to get good. Started to get good. A couple mm -hmm. of years ago, they made the playoffs, yeah. and then a couple of years or the year after that, I think they made the playoffs, and mm -hmm. now they're starting to start that trend back yeah. down. Yeah. They kind of they came up, but they didn't do anything. Well, they, they got rewarded for it to a degree. They have Ekblad in their lineup, oh, yeah, totally. who to me is one of the better defensemen in the league. And I think in another, say, three to four years, Ekblad will be competing for Norris trophies. He's He has such a good two-way game. Yeah, he, he does. Can contribute he's very smart. He's physical. He's great defensively. He's big. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a great communicator to the, to yeah. the rest of the team. And I really yeah. like Ekblad. No, I do as well, and you know he has international experience already, and he's so young. Even at that age, they were taking him for international competition. Speaking about age, so. I have a question for a Boston fan sitting right to my left here, mm -hmm. Chara. Mm -hmm. He says he wants to keep playing. <laughs> I know that's the question. I'm not <laughs> happy about that at all. <laughs> so, oh, what if they sign, say hypothetically they sign him for another two years? How much would you, as a Boston fan, pay him if you were the a GM? A third of what he's being paid right now. What's he getting paid now? Like six, seven? He's getting paid seven something, I believe. Uh, wow. So you give him like two and a half million? I would give him two tops. Mm. But you have. He's got a big stick. Yeah, it works sometimes. <laughs> but, like, seriously, the guy <laughs> is slower sometimes. than a post. Like, he may as well just stand there and go like that. That's basically what he does. He's got a super hard shot. He never uses it. He's too That's scared right. of hurting people. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if you watch the games, people know how to go around him now. Oh, totally. If, if, if it's a if it's a scrum in the yeah. corner, yeah, he's probably going to win that scrum. He's just big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if it if it's a if it's a moving play, he's almost useless. If anything, he limit his minutes. 
Yeah. Don't have him as your top pair. He can't be. He can't be doing 20 plus minutes a game. And, know, he, and he still can't. is because Boston's so young. Like half the team yeah. is just young, young, young. And it's not like young Toronto young, like good players. Mm-hmm. It's just up and coming. They're working on mm-hmm. it young. Like He's he's in good shape. Mm-hmm. He's in very good shape for how old he but is. But he's... Like, but he also went and got his real estate license, and I think he should look into that. <laughs> yeah, he should totally look into that. He's so lanky. So like, you ever, you ever watch Doug? Remember, remember Skeeter from <laughs> yes, Doug? Yes, Skeeter. Skeeter is the Chara yeah, of the Doug. Doug world. What a great show. Yeah. Oh, like, so I good. think Bergeron is ready to become the captain. Chara yeah. needs to go. How is Bergeron Ma- not the captain? Bergeron yeah, is the captain to me. How is he not the Like, really? Mm. Because Chara's still there, and you don't you just yeah. don't take the seat away from a guy like that. So you don't yeah, take a seat away from a guy that's six foot nine. Yeah, because <laughs> he would pound you yeah. into the ground. But, but hey, like when they have their training camps at the start of the year, he's always like crushing the newbies and mm. just showing them how it's done. So he's he is in good yeah. shape. He's just forty years old and he's slow. Yeah, he's just too. Because didn't he set the team record for pull ups or yeah. something? Yeah, he's, he's like a machine in the locker room. He's a fitness freak, kind of like a Gary yeah. Roberts. Did you say the laundry room? He's no. a freak in the laundry room? <laughs> no. He's got a big stick. I hope I did. Oh, the li- maybe you said locker room. I don't know He's what I said. He's a freak in the laundry room. Yeah. I think I said locker room. Well, speaking of <laughs> older players, what about a Jerome McGinley who still says trying to come back. He, he would like to play in the NHL? Yeah. Is there nowhere for Jerome McGinley? You can't slot him in Montreal for a million and a half dollars? I said Edmonton should have went out and got Jerome McGinley. That's just me. I really would thought Would you choose between Yager or McGinley? Oh, Yager, yeah. without a question. Yeah. Yager can still play at a level... That can produce Yager's to the like, point of like a third line player. Aginla, if anything, I slot him in on the fourth line. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with what I saw with him uh, last year, the tail end with LA, wow, I didn't really see much mm-hmm. out of Jerome Aginla. But it's Jerome Aginla. He could still offer some leadership qualities only to a team that could contend for something. Mm-hmm. I don't think Aginla would be interested in going to, say, Arizona no. or even yeah. a team like Buffalo, who this year probably won't be seeing the playoffs. It's but not a money thing. He wants he wants a chance. I think he would fit in well with Tampa on the fourth mm. line. Fourth line yeah, in Tampa, Kunitz. he doesn't have to play a major role. Mm. Just, yeah, experience of Kunitz and Aginla. Yeah, because uh, Tampa yeah. was my pick before the season started to win the Cup. And, I mean, they're looking phenomenal this year. And last year, the only reason they you know, ended the way they did is because of injuries, in my opinion. You know, Stamkos has come back. He's making a statement. He's had crap seasons in the past with the injuries. He deserves it. Yeah. And, Again, La deserves a Stanley Cup. He really Come does. On. We saw a stat yesterday Cup. with Sam Ghost. What was it? Fifty-five points in the last thirty-nine games or something? Oh, I can't remember. It yeah. was it was high. It was though. impressive. It was just, it He's was got like, thirty-five and twenty to start the year. It's this like year. a guy coming out saying he has something. That's, that's it's like someone yeah. who has something to prove from last year, right? Totally. I mean, he hasn't played hockey in like six years. He's been watching. Hey guys, TV. don't forget <laughs> about me. I'm still here. Yeah. 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 I hope he wins the scoring race. I hope he wins the Art Ross. I hope he wins the heart. I hope he wins it all. It's exactly he deserves it. It's exactly what I wanted him to. I wanted him to have success because mm-hmm. he deserves it. He's a great player, and he should not have gone through all the injury no. stuff. It really sucks as, as a person to see him mm-hmm. go through that, uh, and I would not want to see him get injured and potentially yeah. think about retiring. Well, the emergence of Kucherov is helping him a lot. Yeah, that's a story all on its own. Would Kucherov. you rather? Seems like everything he fires at the net goes in. Would you rather have Kuznetsov or Kucherov? Ooh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, I'd rather have Kucherov for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so, and I I think Montreal like to have him too. <laughs> I would Man, take, I would take goal scoring they just need. based on that bird, <laughs> the, the bird, bird thing. Yeah. Oh god, that was like the worst goal celebration ever. <laughs> a bird? Come on. Yeah, well, look a little cooler than that. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's not too flattering, but 
and he even did kind of like a duck face thing too when he <laughs> I did didn't it. see the duck face oh man it looks so bad <laughs> what are we at for time here we're at like a little less than an hour yeah wow really so already we're, we're pretty close so we could wrap Jeez. this up if you wanted to wow you got something no, I, don't, I don't know if i have anything um, we have these cookies we got to talk about <laughs> these cookies are homemade by <laughs> no we're gonna let justin talk about it justin yep. introduce us to these explain cookies. what's What's the deal with these cookies? Well, they're chocolate chip cookies, but inside is a double stuffed Oreo baked into the cookie. They are delicious. Oh, snap. Yeah. We're going to eat these as soon My as My family these made them today. today. My wife and I and our two kids. So we had fun. Heck yeah. They're really good. So I brought one for each of these guys. They look amazing. Well, they're huge, actually. They're, they're well, a little look at bigger this case. than we thought they would be. Look at this Tupperware thing. It's the, but, there's only two in here. Yeah, there's only two in and there. It fits the entire. Yeah, it's almost that. a meal all, all on its own. I'm yeah. down. That'll definitely be your sugar intake for uh, the weekend, <laughs> right there. Well, we have 44 other cookies to eat upstairs. So. Neil and I baked cookies yesterday. Yeah, it was amazing. You could. When not watching hockey, they bake cookies. Mm. <laughs> we made homemade chicken nuggets. We yeah. made all kinds of stuff. Yeah. We were in the kitchen. We, we were... made some serious stuff. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. We didn't do anything film related yesterday. For we did a lot of technical stuff, film related. Oh yeah, we did. We should, let's talk about that a little All bit. Right. Mm. I'll so, let you go ahead. Uh, I I would say I know Photoshop pretty well. I know Premiere pretty well now. Uh, let's talk about compositing. Compositing, <laughs> yes. yeah. After Effects, Fusion, whatever. So, yeah. So I wanted to learn After Effects because <sighs> I wanted to um, include lower thirds. If you don't know what that is, it's an animated text um for names like if you see a thing will slide in it'll say neil blah 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 mm -hmm. and then it'll kind of like and it'll go away there's all kinds of different ones like and i wanted to add a little bit more professionalism to the channel and introduce lower thirds so we had to learn how to do that how long have i been telling you to do that for oh it's been at least eight months <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's, he, he is he tried after effects a long time ago and he just hated it because it's so much different than all the other so ones so stupid it took me 30 minutes to learn how to change the color of text because <laughs> there's three different spots. You yeah. Can, like, yeah, there's what? no need for it to be that complex. Anyways, we finally learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. We got them all done. We pre-made a bunch of lower thirds for your name, my name, Jason's name, dad's name. Um, and then, well, actually before that, we learned how to do motion tracking for text. Yeah, we did a motion tracking text. We sent that to Andrew and Audie. Andrew and Audie, yeah. That's kind of a... Inside joke, I guess. I'm gonna play that. You're this, gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. In this okay, video. we'll include it in this video if you're on YouTube. If you're not on the, if you're on the podcast, we love you, but I guess you have to be on YouTube to yeah. see that. But. I'm gonna play it at the end, the end of this for for the YouTube people. <laughs> uh, I sent it to you. You already seen yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So basically, we put a fake screen on Jason's house, and then we played the Burger King <laughs> intro from a few videos ago. <laughs> I love that intro. We that made it look like that it was great. part of the house. Basically, yeah. there was a screen on the house, yeah. so it was, it was mo we motion tracked it. Uh, so we we know how to do that now, yep. which was hard when you first started, mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh, well, that's mm. not too bad. So adding a little bit more professionalism. Mm -hmm. So we learned we learned a lot of technical stuff yesterday. We had some good conversations about ideas for the live stream, which I guess we can yeah. discuss. The live stream will be tomorrow. This will go live today, I assume, right? Yeah, tonight. We'll put yeah. this tonight. Cool. So yeah, tomorrow. So Monday. Um, Nine or eight thirty Newfoundland time. Seven. That, I say that for Whoa. Brad. Brad, if you're listening, Brad, shout out to you. Brad, you're the man. So eight thirty Newfoundland time because Newfoundland is half an hour ahead of everyone else. Died. Not going to even get into that. Yeah. Uh, seven Eastern, six Central, five Mountain, four Pacific. That's when it's going to start, and then we'll go for hours depending on how. Like I think the last ones we've done have been between two and three. 
Mm. Yeah. So we'll just go based on how the feels going. If stuff's still going, we'll keep going. I mean, we got nothing to do, but we're just going to be a Q and A. Yeah. Just ask questions. We'll, we'll answer talk, whatever. We'll talk some hockey, obviously. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. we do have a plan to have some of our mods on from Discord to join us. I think Neil's dad's going to webcam in, so he'll be on the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the mods I think are going to come. I don't know if they're webcaming or not, but they'll they'll be on by voice, so we can talk with them, and ask them questions and stuff. So we're, we just want to try to, as a thank you to them, we're just going to include them, and I think it'd be cool because if you are on the Discord and you do chat with them, you know these people, and it'd be kind of cool to hear from them yeah. as well. So, And uh, that's the other technical side. We spent we were up till 5 a.m. last night yeah. working on the live stream yeah. visuals ready. and OBS software and stuff. The layout and... Yeah. yeah. It looks looks pretty good though. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm really happy with it. Yeah. And that was all, Jason. That was definitely not me. That's, he, he was he, over he, in the other room, and all you hear is. It's <sighs> 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 and I go over and he said, "I can't change this color to red." Yeah. I go over and it's yellow, and he clicks on it, and he picks red, and he clicks OK, and it turns back yellow again. It's like what? <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that I'm glad you know OBS because I was not ready to learn another program last night. Well, after, I, he came into the room and I said, I'm going to need you to go into Photoshop. And basically, this is the layout we kind of need. And then mm-hmm. I said, well, and I, start, I just started laying stuff out. And then all of a sudden, it was laid out and we didn't need it. Yeah, so it, it, it kind of worked out. So yeah, you owned it. We're pretty happy with that. Yeah, you did so. a really good job. Because uh, it's, it's simple, but it's also complicated in a way. There's a lot of different like mm-hmm. layers layers, yeah. and there's different scenes. and yeah. Yeah, it's, it's intense, You want to have but. a good flow to it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you are listening to this and you're not doing anything tomorrow night, definitely come on to the channel on YouTube. It will be live. Mm. If you're subscribed, which you probably are, you'll see that it's live. Just click on it. Uh, we'll be there. We'll be reading comments. We'll be answering questions. Uh, just be interacting. Yeah, so. just we'll talk. We'll answer any questions you have. We'll talk some hockey. Um, I look forward to it. Yeah, theorize on some rumors and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. We're just going to hang out. We're just going to chill. Yep. I mean, we're going to eat cookies. No yeah. hot chips, though, right? No hot chips. Hot. Oh, hot. hot. I have hot... Uh, uh, cheese sticks, che- che- cheesies. Uh, you got cheesies though. They're they're Cheetos. They're Cheetos. 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 They're yeah, like the I crunchy like ones. Cheetos. They're like blood red. Oh <laughs> god, blood red. They're very similar to those Doritos we had with the, the gray. Okay, well those are those were good. Yeah, I can handle those. They have a little like bit of a spice yeah. at first, and then that kind of reaches its limit. Yeah, because those chips you got from like Malt Burn or no, whatever. No, no, it's nothing like that. Close to that. It's nothing like that. People saw that video and they're like, "These chips are new. You should try the Doritos." Like these, the, the <laughs> Doritos chips are nothing, nothing compared to yeah, these nothing. bulk burn chips. Like, I was, tell, spice thing like I was telling him, like, uh, they've been doing the one chip challenge on a lot mm. of the sports shows where it's like yep. legit, you get a bag with one chip in yep. it. And like, I know Shaq did it on the baseball thing. Yeah. Or, yep. And like, some other baseball on the basketball yeah. On the basketball thing, sorry. And, and it's just, you see Shaq eat it and he's like, this is no big deal. And he's like, <clears throat> and he just keeps like, I'm not doing anything. And his tear just running <laughs> right down his eye right here. So I think that one would be a lot yeah. worse than the oh, chips we it's tried. It's one chip. And yeah. Oh yeah, like one chip, and you're—he's crying from one chip. Yeah, like yeah. It must be pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even want to try it. No, especially after the chips we used for the hockey trivia. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, oh, it would be way worse than that. I know it would. We need to do another hockey trivia soon. Mm. Google has a hockey trivia. Oh, we yeah. did terrible. Yeah, we really? did. We get two out of six or something like that. Two yeah, six. Yeah. Well, I gotta try this. Yeah, you—you uh, <laughs> you tell it to drop the puck. This is new. I don't know if you have to, I don't know if you have to be in Canada to do this. If you go into Google Assistant or if you have a Google Home, you can tell it to drop the puck and it plays like this. Dun, 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 dun. And then this this voice comes on and starts asking you questions and awesome. it's multiple choice and we got two out of six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we did terrible. So, yeah, wow. we didn't do very good. And it was very insulting when we were wrong too. Uh yeah, it was it was it was it's funny. It was taking jabs at us for sure. Yeah. Like, really? That's what you're gonna choose? <laughs> yeah. Well you need some you need to do some research. <laughs> it's, it was, great. it's funny. Yeah. All right. But anyways, I think that's good. You, I'm going to let you wrap this one up. No, I'm not going to wrap this one. I started you. You can end it. 
All right, thanks guys for watching. Appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hopefully you can hit the subscribe button if you're new. If you like the, this podcast, hit the like button. If you're listening on iTunes, we'd love it if you'd leave us a, a positive review. Um, if you're listening this long, you probably at least like it, so help us out. Leave us a good review. Uh, same with Google Music. I think you can leave reviews on there. Google I have, Play Music. I have no idea. I know on iTunes you can. I'm not sure, but hmm. yeah. Yeah, share this podcast with a friend. If they're if a fellow hockey friend and they're not subscribed, we'd love to have them join us here on on. On the YouTubes, that would be awesome. And uh, join us on Discord. On Discord, yeah. Come to the live stream tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter. I'm almost at a thousand followers. <laughs> oh, Boom. Post a post show at at post a post show. Uh, what else? <laughs> I think that that's it. I think that's it. That's it. We're right. gonna enjoy these cookies now. Yep. Thanks, guys, for watching. Appreciate it. And uh, shortly, in a couple seconds, you will see the video that we made. The funny video. <laughs> oh, the tracking. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. See you guys later. Adios. Hey, I'm AP. And I'm Audie. We're here at uh, Burger King, and you're watching Post to Post. Let's get it! Yeah.